not necessarily about quantity as it is about quality. Um, you're really reaching your number one diehard fans. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you today and, and get this conversation going. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm quite interested in today because uh, it's one of the first time that, you know, we talk about uh, uh, not primarily like social media, like, you know, as, as public information, right? But more about like, you know, communities that use, uh, you know, other ways to communicate with their followers, uh, you know, to sell things online, merchandising, concerts, events, and so on, right? But before we get into that, um, usually ask uh, you know, three main questions to, to my guest uh, following this structure called MAP, right? And, uh, you know, just to know a bit more, uh, you know, more about yourselves. And basically, it's divided in three ways. It's like mission, uh, achievements, and purpose. So the first one, primarily, it is like, you know, why, what do you uh, aim to achieve, right? Professionally, personally. The second one is the achievements, so any milestone, right, in your life, uh, in your work that you're really proud of. And the last one is the purpose. So basically, why you do what you do. Yeah. So I can talk a little bit about, you know, what I, what I want to achieve. I think ultimately in my career, like what I want to achieve is building really meaningful and impactful brands. Um, I think as a, a marketer, you know, building a brand that really makes an impact on the world is something that we all are looking to achieve. Um, so I think from, from my perspective, that that's a really big focus for me. Um, and I think, um, when talking through kind of my achievements, um, kind of goes back a little bit, but, um, kind of where I started in, in my career and why I started in my career. Um, I grew a lot, grew up, you know, around a lot of small businesses. Um, my grandfather owned convenience stores. Um, my aunt owns a consignment store. My great uncle owned a fried chicken shop. And I grew up a lot around um, small businesses and talking a lot about business and how marketing and brands can really impact that business. Um, and I think when I was uh, in high school, I actually took like a marketing class at University of Maryland. And that's when I really realized that marketing wasn't just a creative role, which is how I kind of always envisioned it as a young person. It's kind of this combination of creative and analytics that I think I really was looking to achieve. Um, so from there, I kind of started to focus on that. I went, you know, and focused on business and marketing in college. Um, and I started at uh, Time Inc., which is now Dot Dash Meredith, um, in the customer acquisition side, um, working to support um, the magazines Food and Wine and Travel and Leisure. Um, and that was such a big kind of learning point for me of, of figuring out like how much marketing touches. Um, and I think that's like what I love about marketing as a whole is you're involved in every piece of the puzzle, um, working with departments, you know, across the board. And from there, I actually started working at a, my first startup called The Tilt, which was a uh, media company focused on Gen Z and millennials. Um, and I was the first marketing hire and I got to build out that team there, which was really cool to do um, and kind of build the social social profiles there, the the brand and, and the social followings. And that was such an important piece of of my puzzle and, and what I accomplished. Um, and from there, I was I went to Subtext, which is where I am now, the SMS platform. And um, I was once again the first marketing hire, built out the team. Um, 
not just the marketing team, but helped build out the, the team as a whole, which was great because I was there from the pretty early days. Um, and we've built out a brand that I'm really proud of. That's, you know, won things like Digiday Award for best subscription product, um, most innovative companies from Fast Company. Um, we've just done a lot of really cool things and worked with also just so many cool brands and clients from, you know, the Marin Morris and, and Miley Cyrus's of the world to the New York Times and Washington Post. Um, so I think those have been kind of the the most, you know, rewarding parts of my career is kind of working with these amazing clients and being able to help them kind of reach their goals. Um, and then for the kind of, you know, why you do what you do, um, I think ultimately human connection is at the like forefront of marketing. And I think, you know, at Subtech, that's really like what we're focused on. So it's it's been a really cool kind of way to bridge those two together. We're really focused on bridging the gap between creators, brands, organizations, and, and their biggest fans and audiences. And um, I feel really fulfilled to be able to kind of help creators and brands do that and then that helps support them as well as supporting audiences alike to be able to connect with those people that they care most about. Amazing. And, you know, since at the beginning you said about like, you know, small businesses, yeah. I'm curious, you know, before we get into subtext and telling to the audience what it is and going to SMS, yeah. any lessons that you learned there? Because like when you have like a small business, you're working as a small business, you have a lot of hats on your head, right? And you see a lot of department, a lot of things. Uh, you have to talk with people, you have to, you know, fix mistakes, like on a daily basis, yeah. right? So what were like some of the biggest lessons that you learned so far that then you maybe that you brought in now in, into subtext? Yeah, I think some of the biggest lessons from a small business is to be nimble um, and be able to, to your point, like you wear every hat, you know, yeah. um, and there is a challenge every single day and to have the ability to be nimble is, is a gift. And then one of the gifts of a small business in that sense, you don't have that red tape to go through for everything. Like you're the person making those decisions. And, and trusting your gut in that sense of, of okay, like so a problem's coming in, I can fix it and I have the ability to do that. And having that kind of confidence is really important. Um, and I think those things I brought into, you know, kind of working in the startup world, right? It's like you have a small team, you have big ideas, um, problems are happening left and right. And you need to go in and be like, okay, how are the nimble ways that I can approach this? Um, who can I bring on to help me out? How can I offload and onload people onto different projects to make this work? Um, I think that the biggest thing for small businesses is like, it's a yes and you're going to figure out like, okay, yes, we're going to, we can do this and this is how we're going to get it, get it accomplished and, and accept that, that you're going to figure it out and it will, it will end up working out. Yeah, I, I I know, like the problem solving, it's uh, it's crucial, right? You cannot be like, yeah, someone else will do that. No, it, yeah. it's you that fix the issues there. And and now, so after that experience now at Subtext, like if you had to give an elevator pitch about the company, just in a few words, what would it be about? Sure. So SMS is, or Subtext is an SMS platform that uh, focuses on bridging that gap between, you know, creators and organizations um, and their biggest audiences. And it's a way to do it um, directly and immediately at scale um, and without the clutter of email and the chaos of social media, um, you're able to text um, 
your biggest fans, you know, and reach them 98% of the time. I think that's one of the the really cool parts of SMS is you own that relationship to your audience and your subscribers, and you're able to reach them actually every time, which is super different than, you know, social media and super different than email. Um, so that's, that's, I'd say the little bit. And, and then thank you for that. So you already mentioned like, you know, it's mostly to like an owning your audience, right? Because many times on social media, uh, if the algorithm changes, uh, who yeah. knows who you're going to reach. Sometimes uh, uh, your video can be shadow banned. Uh, you, you, sometimes the notification doesn't work. Yep. So do you think that that is the main reason why? Or do you think there are also like other reasons why creators and, and potentially also like brands and working with creators are moving also to uh, SMS? That, you know, sometimes when you think about it, it was like, oh, it's such a like an old technology, but it's getting back, right? Because people yep. cannot like receive any more notification. There are so many emails. Uh, and getting spam and so on. So is that the main reason why? Again, or do you think there is also something else there? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a big piece of it. It's, you know, creators have spent so much time investing time and resources in building these audiences and they've had these amazing fans um, and they don't actually, you know, I think everyone's learning. They're not actually owning those relationships because to your point, the algorithm changes. I think that's a big piece of it. I think another piece of it that I think is really important is, you know, texting is so personal, right? And by having the ability to reach those audiences uh, in in their phone, which is a space reserved for people that they trust, you ultimately are becoming someone that they trust more and that relationship just gets deeper. Um, and I think that's something that's really unique to SMS that, that doesn't really um, exist elsewhere. Um, and I think there's also a big piece of it that that's the two-way communication that you don't have elsewhere. Like when you tweet at, at you know, your favorite creator, you're not really expecting a response. How often have you responded to an email newsletter? Probably. Or, and if you have, did you expect a response? No. But yeah. in SMS, sure. the way that we've built subtext in particular, um, it really is about two-way communication and finding ways to, to listen to your audience at scale. Um, so I think that's a really unique aspect to what SMS provides. Hello, is your brand ready to amplify its reach? Well, the Influencer Marketing Factory is here to do just that. We are a global influencer marketing agency helping brands ignite their growth from influencer identification to campaign strategy, handling legalities and agreements to managing shipping and logistics. We have it all covered. We work with hundreds of brands across different verticals from Fortune 500 companies to DTC brands. And we don't just stop there. With detailed ROI analysis, we help brands like yours measure success, transforming impressions into actionable conversions. You can find us at theinfluencermarketingfactory.com or just search the Influencer Marketing Factory on Google. And, you know, before you said about the open rate, like being 98%, right? There is like, you know, uh, you know, crazy numbers. If you think that, again, as you said, you know, newsletters many times, they have like maybe 40, 50% if it goes well, you know. Uh, reply rate, it doesn't exist, basically, as you said, writing newsletters, of course. The reply rating, maybe cold emailing is like 1%, you know, usually depends on how good you are. So in addition to the open rate, and you said the people can also like reply, is there any other metrics that you um, either know that you can share or any other like things that you usually, like any KPIs from creators that usually like try to track in order to be like, okay, this is successful, this was not. So like you said, there is the SMS has a 98% open rate. I think what's also really cool is that um, 96% of those texts are read within three minutes. 
And I think that's really a powerful, you know, a powerful statistic to show how it's not just direct communication and it's immediate. And I think from a creator perspective, that immediacy is really important when you're, you know, dropping a new video, you're dropping a new podcast episode or new album, you know, that immediacy of people actually reading that message, you know, right when you send it is impactful to your numbers from a, you know, creative perspective. Um, outside of that, we also have, you know, one of the highest uh, in terms of engagement rate. So our engagement rate is 20, oh, upwards of 20% um, across all campaigns. Um, I think that has to do with the fact that, like I said, you know, people are actually reading these messages. Um, and inherently, it's a two-way communication. So people, you know, are used to replying to text messages and are expecting responses. That's a typically how texting works. So that click-through rate is also incredibly high at 20%. So when you compare that to, for example, TikTok, which is, I think, right now the um, highest engagement platform for in terms of social, um, they're at 4% engagement rate. Um, email click-through rates are 3%. So I think, you know, when you compare against those, you really learn that that what SMS provides is, is yes, direct communication and immediate, but also that direct communication with your biggest fans and your most loyal subscribers. So it's not necessarily about um, quantity as it is about quality. Um, you're really reaching, you know, your number one diehard fans um, and able to send them things like merchandise. Um, you're able to send them, you know, like I said, like your latest YouTube video you've posted or your latest um, uh, podcast episode that just dropped. Mm -hmm. Things like that you can serve. And in between those, you're able to kind of bring them into the conversation of being like, hey, you know, do you have questions you want us to answer on the next podcast? Hey, what do you think of this video? Do you think it's worth us like pursuing this idea? Like we've had creators do things like that where they really bring their bring their uh, fans into the creative process, which I think is a really interesting um, way to go about it. Uh, we actually worked with um, a podcaster called Buckeye Talk, their sports podcast. Um, and they did, we also have paid SMS channels. So what they did is they charged their their uh, listeners $3.99 a month um, and they offered a 14-day free trial. And what was really interesting was that 67% of their listeners um, converted to full-time payers after the 14-day trial. Yeah. And they are seeing, you know, upwards of $50,000 in revenue a year. Um, and what they provide through the channel is um, direct access to the host, uh, exclusive content, um, and and they collect questions for episodes that they they'll read on the next you know podcast. So um, there's some really interesting work that that creators have done on the platform that is inspiring to say the least. Like, what are some of the other use cases? Again, like you know, I saw on the website that is like you know selling tickets for concerts, selling merchandising, and so on. What are the things that you're seeing like you know having the most traction? And also, if you can share any specific case studies, uh, just for you know for us for the audience to understand, like okay. This was like a great one that, you know, with, with, with great numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, we we did the work with Miley Cyrus, which was really interesting. Um, we basically started with um, driving TuneIn for the NBC's Miley New Year's Eve party, um, which was cool. She used it as a way to, you know, make have people tune into that. 
and ultimately she promoted her new single um through the platform and on on the show um and then ultimately her album and then to your point of merchandise she had encouraged people to, to order pre-orders for her um limited release vinyl album um that was a really interesting way because she kind of built that excitement over time um, and use it as a way to create really genuine, meaningful engagement with fans um, and give them exclusive content. Um, so that was a really interesting one. Um, I think another example is actually how we've worked with um, one of our creators. His name is Paul. Um, and he actually had his own like Facebook group um, where he was providing um, sports handicapping picks. Um, and he realized, you know, he was building a solid followership and he wanted to monetize it. Um, and I think he basically built his business on subtext. So now he charges, I think it's like a hundred bucks a month. Um, and he contacted, you know, all the people through his Facebook group to sign up. And he's now generating like up, like I think above at this point, $22,000 a month through wow. um, creating this SMS channel where he's sending, you know, specialized picks every day directly to people's phones um and he's fostering really genuine connections he actually used it really interestingly he to uh collect money to fundraise for a charity he was working on um he's done some really interesting work with it um but that's kind of like a more interest you know a little bit of a different of a use case where he really built his entire business using just subtext um and and he's been you know really successful and and built such a strong community there. And let's continue like on this right. So creator monetization right. Uh, we you know spoke about this like on the podcast several times. Uh, there are so many ways nowadays right. There is no excuse I would say uh, to be like oh you know I cannot make this like you know as a living because you actually you can right. And we said about subscription model. You can say about you know exclusive content. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about selling merch and so on. Um, again, let's talk a bit more about this. Like, um, what what are some of the use cases, right, that that people are using, like, you know, SMS with? Uh, is there anything else that maybe people usually, I mean, apart from the you know the common one that we can also talk about, but is there anything else that you notice? Be like, oh wow, like I didn't know that people actually were making money with SMS in this way. I, have you found anything interesting out there? Yeah, I think one of the ways that I found really interesting it was actually a newsroom that did it, but they got people. They got businesses to sponsor their text messages. Um, so if you think about it, it makes a ton of sense. You know, you have a direct line of communication to your biggest fans. Why wouldn't a brand want to sponsor that? Um, you're once again, they're reading it 98% of the time. You're your yeah. most engaged fans. So we've had it a few different ways. One, which is like sponsoring individual messages. So it'll say like powered by Toyota. Mm. Um or we've had, you know, oh, this week is brought to you by XYZ um, or sponsoring the entire channel. Um, so, hey, like this is, you know, Sarah Schmidt's channel brought to you by Dasani. I don't know why that seems wise, mm. but, um, you know, those I think are some really interesting ways of, you know, you don't have to necessarily um, muddy the waters of communication with your audience but it can still feel like an authentic way to incorporate a brand um, and, and, and monetize that audience. Um, I think that was like one of the more, you know, interesting ways. Cause to your point, we've had, we have paid subscriptions, which is awesome. Um, we have merchandise and tours and things like that, that were really interesting, but 
seeing, you know, multiple creators um, have success um, with finding sponsors for their messages was really an exciting moment for us to to see and, and be able to package that up and, and help creators in that sense. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you have the same newsletters, you have the same YouTube videos, uh, right? Uh, you have the same podcast, right? Uh, that, as you said, could be a specific episode uh, or like the entire series, right? The season. Yeah. Uh, so it, it does make sense. Um, have you seen like is it primarily like uh like text messages do they have like links do we have like tell us a bit more also like the best practices because for instance like you know whenever you know all the time that we work with our own talents we recommend like of course do not post an ad every single time right because people are gonna be pissed right and you know try to have like you know, different type of formats and so on so that people all are always really excited right to receive your 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 messages your you know notifications what are some of the best use cases there um, and, and practices uh, when it comes to, again, using MSS, SMS, uh, not to, you know, feel like spammy, but actually entertaining still your audience. The biggest thing that we say is um, to make it conversational and to make it casual. Um, once again, like I said earlier, you know, you're entering a really personal space on your fan's phone, you know, and you want to make sure you're not, to your point, sending link after link after link, driving people elsewhere. Um, you want to bring them into the conversation um, and, and be like, hey, you know, what what do you think about this? Um, oh, like, do you guys have any advice for this? I think we have a lot of, um, we work with a lot of companies that, that use us for um, recommending uh, products, um, which I think is always an interesting, you know, use case. Um, so they're like, Hey, like, you know, what kind of products are you looking to find deals for or reviews for? And they're able to take that in and, and start that conversation. I think when you do want to send links and things like that, I think they're really pretty well received. Um, as long as they're, uh, obviously applicable, um, of interest to the subscriber. Um, and that's where kind of the segmentation kind of comes into play of how you message out things. But I think ultimately best practice wise, it's really about making it conversational, um, making it casual and and making it come from a point of view. So a lot of our um a lot of our campaigns, we stress the idea of signing it from someone. Um and and one of the things we have as well is a contact card. So every message that comes from someone is coming from a 10-digit number. And we ha send a contact card that they can save in their phone that has an image, has a name. So it feels, doesn't feel like spam. Mm. It feels like it's coming from your favorite creator because it is. And they happen to be in your phone. And what about uh, audio messages and, and video? Is it also something that usually they, they send out or they prefer to stay more like static slash text? No, we have video. Um, people send video, people send audio, both are options. We also actually have a voicemail feature. Um, so you can set up uh, either a custom voicemail um, where you can have fans call in and leave you voicemails, or you can set up a phone tree um, where you know you can have different options. So I think a good example is we worked with Maggie Rogers and she did such an interesting phone tree where she, one of them was um, kind of a sneak peek to one of her new songs. And another was allowing fans to leave voicemails and what she did is she took the voicemails and she did a live reaction on TikTok to those oh, voicemails. Wow. 
So she was actually showing that she was listening and it's a way to kind of show your fans you're actually there and and listening to those to those voicemails and and create that kind of fan generated content um which i think is is insanely impactful um and really interesting and we've seen a lot of creators use the voicemail feature in, in a really impactful way uh, that's amazing like it reminds me another episode uh, uh we were talking about uh, uh you know uh athletes and sport people like you know reacting uh with like their fans or, like do like live streaming with their fans who are reacting at actions of a team like yeah. it, and it was like it's amazing how nowadays you can really like in a brilliant and easy way create content just reacting on other content yep. and it's it's very you just see it's very like you know uh peer to peer as type of experience uh, so so I, i see that uh why it can be very impactful and still talking about creators uh, there are so many right podcasters yeah tiktokers instagrammers youtubers bloggers um twitchers so many yeah have you noticed a category that is like uh having the biggest lift using sms or is it like across the board i would say it's across the board i think because creators at the at their core are so focused on community building as they should be right you know that where why they got to where they are by building these in, impactful communities and SMS is is I think one of the most engaging ways to to create those communities right um I think especially in the past few months as we as we've seen creators kind of trying to figure out new ways to invest in offline platforms you know we've seen a variety you know of of creators do really well I think lately Um, we've been doing a lot of work with podcasters because I think, you know, having that immediate and direct access to their most engaged listeners has allowed podcasters to really bridge that gap between episodes, um, collect audience questions, like I mentioned, and, and promote new episodes. Um, and I think ultimately, like I said, like, uh, building communities is of utmost promote, uh, important so all creators um and because sms has that personal connection um that that a lot of other platforms don't allow um it's 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 been a real success in, in that space and and we're excited to continue to expand in that space amazing no i mean i can see like how kind of everyone now wants to on the audience and, and that's why you know I, i was like you know wondering if there was anyone specific but i can see that you know no matter in which like platform you are you want to bring it like offline if you can call it like yeah. Right? yeah yeah makes sense on that is there anything else that i didn't ask you today that are either like you know excited about or something that you're like following closely lately i mean i think overarchingly just watching you know the creator economy like continue to pivot away and i don't think actually away is the, is the right word for it but um pivoting towards creating and and diversifying their revenue streams has been really interesting mm-hmm. to watch Um, and I think finding ways to take those social audiences that are important um, and finding ways to to take them elsewhere to monetize them has been interesting, um, whether it's through SMS, which obviously I think is awesome, um, or through merchandising um, like this recent then, like uh, it's been a really interesting thing to watch. Um, and I think we're going to continue to see them try to leverage other platforms and, and um, opportunities because you can't rely on these social platforms to build businesses anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because of 
to your point, like the algorithm changes and things like that, but they're also not brand safe. So brands aren't looking to play in them anymore. Um, especially obviously the X slash Twitters of the world. Um, and Meta even like, you know, has its challenges as well from a brand safety perspective. TikTok as well, whether it's, you know, the bans going on and things like that, you know, brands are becoming more hesitant to be engaged in, in, you know, creators, platforms and that set. So how can, how can creators find other avenues to um, earn revenue that, that feels safe to brands? And I think, you know, SMS, obviously, I think is an amazing way to go about that. Um, and I think merchandising as a whole has become a big business. Events for creators has become a big business. Um, and I'm excited to continue to watch that, those kind of avenues continue to grow. No, absolutely agree 100%. You know, and before it was a nice to have to think about like, you know, your revenue stream and how to di diversify them. Now it's becoming a must, yeah. right? You have to, if you don't do that, um, you know, not put it like, no, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, right? So it, it makes absolutely sense that creators are looking for other ways, right? To have uh, different revenue and also sometimes like, you know, make it a bit more stable, right? Yeah. Compared to the brand deal, maybe once in a while and so on. So it, it makes sense. Uh, for that. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing more about, you know, uh, data and metrics about the SMS world, you know, for creators, for podcasters, uh, sports people, uh, people in entertainment. I, I saw on the website that you offer the service for many different categories there. So, um, you know, quite interesting to see again, you know, different ages, different, you know, people on, on earth that can actually use the same medium uh, to get to the, to the right people. So thank you for sharing that and for being with us today. No, thank you so much. This was, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it and uh, appreciate it. Feel free to have me back if you're interested. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much, Clara. Uh, this was the Influence Factor by the Influence Marketing Factory and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.